Hi, I'm Brian Ensminger, and I'm on a quest to help 1,000 podcasters get started and improve their shows. This is how I got started in podcasting. So I'm going to take you back to 2014. At the time, I was working full-time, I still am, for a large company as an analyst. And I had a good job, I had a good life, I had a wife and a couple of kids, but I was looking for more. And, you know, on my way to work, I commuted about 30 minutes each day, both directions. So 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. And I really enjoyed listening to podcasts. And I saw, you know, that podcasts were were potentially a lot of fun. And I had some experience with audio production. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I have the experience and the tools necessary to make this happen. I don't necessarily know everything, but maybe I, I can get this started. And I saw a market that I thought I could serve by getting their stories out there. I was thinking specifically of missionaries and church planners. Well, really at the time it was mostly just missionaries that I was interested in helping, uh, you know, help them get their messages out there. So I wanted to do that and I thought maybe I could serve them and maybe by doing that I would create some relationships and find some ways to get to a full-time income. But as I was getting started, I knew that there were some things I didn't have. I didn't have a lot of time I didn't necessarily have a lot of money to put into that, but I wanted to make sure that I could produce a quality show that I could get started and not then discover that I had to stop because I couldn't make it happen. And there there were some some potential missteps that I might take as I was getting started. I didn't want to do anything that was, we'll call it regrettable, something that would be hard to back out of. So that was kind of where I was. And and I also knew that I wanted to make sure that I made the most of my time because I, like I said, I had a wife and a couple of kids and I didn't want to wake up, you know, six months or six years later and realize that I'd ruined the most important relationships in my life or somehow ruined my health. So I, I started doing some research. I started thinking through some stuff, but there were a couple of challenges that I kept coming up against and it was partly related to launching the show. And I'll talk about that maybe on another episode, but also partly related to just making sure that I would be able to get things done because I did have limited time. I didn't have unlimited time to do everything and I didn't want to take take more time than it than I needed to. So I started thinking through some some things and I thought, you know, this is a creative endeavor, but I have a background for my job in process management and developing processes and workflows and things like that. Maybe there's a way that I can develop some kind of workflow or some kind of process to to help make this possible. For example, I, I have an interview show, and when I started, I thought, well, maybe I don't have the time to do research on every single guest, so maybe I can start get started with a list of standard questions, something similar to what John Lee Dumas did when he started his show. I didn't necessarily want to exactly match his show, but I thought, well, maybe I can start with that and use that as a crutch. So I developed that list of questions that I was going to work from. But then the next thing was, okay, well, I've got that, but what about production? How can I keep track of things and make sure that I'm producing a quality show without it just absolutely sucking all of my time out of my life? Because creative things can do that. They can suck all of the time out of our lives. And so I thought, well, you know, for a creative thing to happen, whether it's sculpture or podcasting or writing music or things like that, a lot of times, even though everything might seem to be creative and free-flowing, there are often different stages that things go through. For example, if you're writing a book, you might first 
brainstorm the ideas and begin creating some kind of outline and think of what stories you're going to put in it. And eventually it gets written, you get, you pitch it, you write a manuscript, not necessarily in this order, and then that gets edited and perhaps re-edited and then somebody does graphics. And so there are all of these different stages that are set up where once things are available for the next stage, then that creative person or group of people is able to go through those. And so I did the same kind of thing with my show. I started thinking, well, what are the different steps or processes that a podcast production would need to go through. So you need to find and book guests. I need to make sure that they're prepared. I need to make sure that I'm prepared. Once things are recorded, I need to have a place to keep track of everything. Once it's ready to edit, I need to make sure that I have all of the necessary elements there to do the editing. When the final file is ready to go, I need to make sure that I have the materials to write the show notes. And so I started developing these this system or this process that I brought all of my stuff through, and that became the foundation of what I was doing. And once I had that figured out, then I said, okay, now what are the tools that I might need to use to do this? And so I started looking around and I selected, at the time I was using Dropbox for file management and Google uh, Google Docs for managing the documents that go with that. And so I, I started working with that. And as, you know, as I went through that, of course, there were other challenges that I came into. For example, it's really hard to keep files organized in one system and documents organized in another. So later on, I tweaked that other kind of stuff. But in the end, what I had was a, a system and a process that now I'm over 250 episodes in, and every single episode follows roughly the same production process. But every single episode is also sort of a unicorn snowflake, if you will, because the guest and the content that we talk about and the things that we do are all different. I don't use the same production process exactly that I had, but the same framework is there. I don't necessarily ask the same questions of every guest anymore, but that onboarding process is still there and that outreach process and the, the sharing processes, those are all there. And so what I've been able to do is build a, a build a podcast where I can continue to do this. I still have my full-time job. I still have my podcast. I still have my family they, they still love me. They still like me. They still let me come to them. I have time to volunteer and do other things. And I've been able to pick up things like editing other podcasts and helping other podcasters get started or perhaps in, improve their show and interacting with people in really meaningful ways. And part of that is because I took the time to develop this process that worked for me and, and use it to then build the skills and the strength to run a show like what I have for over five years now. I, I've, I started out as a weekly show. A couple of years ago, I got pretty close to burnout because that can happen. And so I took a little bit of time off and then I switched the, the show to be bi-weekly. Now I'm looking at ways to make it weekly again and to continue to do that. But all of this was possible partly because I got some help getting the show started and also partly because I designed a system that worked for me and provided the framework that I needed to keep track of everything. Over the next few weeks, I'll continue talking with you about some of the things that I've done with podcasting, but this is how I got started. If you have any questions about my show or would like to connect with me, you can find me at engagingmissions.com. Look forward to hearing from you.